Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Yoga and Yum podcast. My name is Sybil. I'm your host, and I am really happy that you're here. This is the place where we practice deep mindfulness, radical self-care, and living life on purpose so that we can experience all the yum in our lives. Welcome, welcome. (laughs) So... This episode isn't really a rant. There's going to be a rant in it, I think. But, well, let me start from the beginning of this thought. I was in the car the other day and the radio was on. And a commercial came on the radio. And it was an ad for melatonin for kids, for children. And the person that was speaking was basically saying, hey, does your kid have a hard time going to sleep? Are they struggling with sleep? Are you fighting with them to go to bed? Then, hey, here's an option. It's natural. It's melatonin. It can help soothe them and on and on and on. And so my health coach brain, also my mother brain, even though my kids are all grown, my health coach brain immediately went to asking this question. What the heck is going on with our kids where we think we need to give them melatonin in a pill form? Even though, yes, it might be quote unquote safe for children. It might be natural, but what is going on where basically they need a sleep aid. We're talking about children here. And then I just started thinking, like, what is happening in our society, in our day-to-day lives, in our practices with children that they can't sleep at night to the point where a parent feels like, I need to try this to get my kid to sleep. Now, in the past, I have had a child, my youngest, who wouldn't sleep just or would only sleep like in certain areas of the house that weren't really safe. And that was a behavior issue. We had to change the behavior. And once we put those things into practice, like, no, you cannot sleep here. In fact, you're sleeping in your bed. And we simply told the line. Yes, The child cried and whined and complained and all the things, but we were parents. So we, as our job, we had to toe the line. Like this is what's safe and this is what's happening. And eventually that kid slept through the night. We had no problems. It took about a week, but we were, we just were diligent and we stayed on top of it. And that was a, an isolated thing. So I understand that whole thing of trying to get your kids ready for bed, that can be stressful. But I was just kind of shocked and it bothered me a little bit that this is, I mean, this is a commercial telling parents, hey, give your kids some melatonin. And I want us to think about it a little bit differently. And I have some points here. I've got like six little points here. Some of them are questions. Some of them are just things to consider if you have a child that is having a hard time going to sleep and staying to sleep. Like what 
if we were going to dissect things, if, if I was still raising my children, if I did dissect things, this is, these are the things that I'm going to look at. So number one, I want to figure out why this kid isn't sleeping. Why aren't they sleeping? Is it behavior? Is it simply, because I'm sorry, when you have kids, <laughs> kids are people and they do what works. They're really good at, pull, you know, pulling heartstrings and they'll do like every other person on the planet. They'll do what they can get away with. So if they can get away with prolonging bedtime and, you know, one more story and crying and whining and you can't stand it or you feel guilty, like, oh, I need to have them stop crying and whining, then you're kind of feeding into the behavior. I'm just putting it out there. I'm a former classroom teacher. I am an early childhood specialist and I know a lot about behavior. I studied a ton and ton and tons of stuff about behaviors and how to modify them and to do it with love and with compassion but also with firmness and with following through because that's what needs to happen. So I would first look at behavior. You know, why aren't they sleeping? Is it just a behavior? And I'm not trying to minimize that because that can drive parents crazy, especially if you work all day and you're tired and not, you know, you're trying to do all the things and now you're trying to get this kid to bed and they're fighting back. Is it behavior? That's the first thing. And you might want to seek professional help for that. Like maybe check with your school, the kid's school, check with, ask the teacher for resources, ask the, you know, school psychologist for resources, ask your doctor for resources. And I'm not saying resources is like, oh, let's give them melatonin. Let's look at other things first. I'm always wanting to look at other things first before we start shoving stuff in our mouths to, to bring about, about whatever it is, whatever our goal is, especially if it's in pill form. That's just me. So I just want to put that out there. That's just me. So why aren't they sleeping? So is it behavior? Is it stress? Is there something else going on that is keeping them up at night? Are their little nervous systems just going haywire? Because there's something else going on. Is there something going on at school? Is there something going on in the house? Is there something that they're afraid of? Things as simple as watching television, watching movies, watching media that seem innocuous for the rest of us may be really upsetting for them. So I'm, I would want to start peeling away and saying, is this a source of stress where they're tossing and turning because something is bothering them on an energetic or emotional or some other level that is, it's just, they're, they're spinning a little bit because there are things that we can do for that. There are things that you can do for that. I'm also going to look about what's the sleep or the evening routine. Like how are we winding down and not just how are the kids winding down, but how are the parents in facilitating that? Like if I was the parent, I want to check my own behavior Am I being loud and whatever and the TV's blaring and whatever's happening? I go, okay, kids, it's time for bed. When the energy is way up here, my energy's up here. How am I expecting for them to drop down 
into their bodies and settle for bed if I'm not helping facilitate that, if I'm not creating an environment for that. So I'm going to look at that as well. And I'm also going to model good sleep behavior. Along with that, which I kind of skipped over this, is what is the routine? And in fact, I'm going to say that there are a lot of adults out there, myself included, who need to refine their sleep routine, their evening routine. This is also true with kids. That can we start to refine this sleep routine so that we're going from being excited and excitable and that kind of thing and dropping down into this rest and digest and chill like we're ready for sleep. So what are those things? Are We, we got to look at things like screen time. How much screen time before bed? Remember that this whole thing about blue lights that come from our screens, our TVs, our computers and phones, that affects us as adults. If it affects us as adults, you know it's affecting the children. And it might be affecting them in ways that are stronger than how it would affect us. So we've got to look at things like screen time and how we're using those, how we're protecting them from this. Um, we're looking at definitely overall, we're looking at things that we're allowing them to put into their bodies. So what kinds of foods and drinks and things like that are they eating, especially for that evening meal, but even more, I won't, I'll say equally, I'm going to say especially the evening meal, but also let's track it back. Because if they're eating a lot of ultra processed foods, which taste amazing, Okay, they taste, they're made to taste too good, but they're also can be really stimulating and they're filled with chemicals and they take nutrients out, they strip them stuff, the stuff away and then they put it back in and it's synthetic. You know, all these things affects them. Everything affects everything else. So yes, start with looking at that evening meal. Are you feeding them real whole food? And that includes what they're drinking. So if it's about, it, you know, juices and sodas and things like that, which, you don't, we may not think about. Also, we don't want to argue with our kids all the time. So sometimes we give in to them. But if they're having that hard time sleeping, we need to track that back. And it needs to be a family thing, in my opinion. This is how I would do it. So if we're saying to the kids, no, you can't have the juice or you can't have X, Y, and Z, and yet mom and dad are having it because mom and dad aren't having a hard time sleeping, that's sending a diff- that's a message that's really confusing to them. So it has to be, in my opinion, adopted by the family that this is what we do. So this is like a big topic, but before we start saying let's give our kids melatonin let's start to dissect what else is happening why aren't they sleeping is it stress is it behavior are the foods and liquids drinks that we're giving them are they too stimulating are they too ultra processed these things do have an effect on our brains our brains as people so if they affect adults, you know they affect kids. And how can we start making those small sustainable shifts 
so that most of what they are ingesting is real whole food. Real whole food. Which I know sounds like, oh, it's just so hard to do that. But if your kid's having a hard time sleeping, which affects everything else, by the way, if they're in school, it affects how well they do in school. It affects their behavior. Let's say they're even in, in a childcare situation where they're not necessarily learning like hard academics. They're still learning behaviors, which is really, really important. It's preparing them for school, even if it's for homeschool. It's preparing them to be learners. If they're too tired and cranky and are having a hard time when their poor little nervous systems are a wreck, it affects that. So everything affects everything else. So look at why they aren't sleeping. Is it stress? Is it what they're ingesting food-wise and media-wise? Is there something else going on, something at school, something that's upsetting, maybe a deep-seated fear? Maybe we need to get help with that, like a professional help from a licensed provider. And also, how are we modeling health behaviors? How are we modeling sleep and rest behaviors? evening routines. We can't have one set of rules that are all, you know, just for the kids and we're doing the exact opposite. That doesn't jive and it doesn't work in the end. It it doesn't sustain. So it's not saying that you have to go to bed. If your kids go to bed at seven, that's what you do. But if we're starting to wind down It's more supportive if the whole entire house starts to wind down. And what does that look like? And it can look different ways in different households. But I I think this whole thing of looking or listening to this commercial just kind of made me think like, oh, my gosh, this we can't just use the supplements and things to, to cure stuff. It's like putting a Band-Aid on a gusher, (laughs) okay? We have to kind of peel away and get to the whys and answer the questions honestly, even if it makes us uncomfortable, even if it seems like a bother, even if it seems like, oh my gosh, you mean I have to change my behavior too? Because that's hard too. But we have to do the hard stuff and it takes time. So like I said, this was kind of a rant, (laughs) Um, I'm not saying give them melatonin or not. I'm just, from my opinion, my health coach coach brain says, okay, instead of the what, we need to figure out the why. What is the why? And then how do we address the why? And I do that with my health coaching clients. They come with me with the what. I need to stop eating so much sugar. I want to lose weight. I you know, I'm going through menopause, I'm having a hard time, and I know I need to clean up my diet, I need to do things differently, but I don't know what to do. I've tried these things, they're not working. So they come to me with that, but I help them really dive into the why and start to really peel back the layers and then help them craft a practice that works for them. So no cookie cutter approach. It works for them. And it's the same thing when you're dealing with your kid that can't sleep. 
to start to peel back the layers, to start to look at the whys. Why is this happening? And yeah, that's my, I guess I'm going to say end rant here. (laughs) End rant. (laughs) Anyway, if you found this helpful or even mildly entertaining, I invite you to please share a rating or give a review in Apple Podcasts. That would be great. It helps the show. Share this with people who it could be helpful to. That would be great. It makes me really happy when my free content helps other people. It's just encouraging and it really lights me up. So until next time, my friends, here's wishing you all the yum in life and a restful sleep for you and your entire family. Peace. Bye.